Welcome back to the Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network. Jeffrey Mosier sitting in for Chris Holman on the road, well, recording remotely as we all are tended to do so these days. This time around, reaching out to Delta Township, Doug Lloyd, Eaton County Prosecutor here in Michigan. And it's been about a week since Prosecutor Lloyd announced his re-election plans for 2024. As this chief law enforcement officer looks to build on a 24-year service to Eaton County. So welcome, Doug. Well, good morning. Thank you for having me. Excellent, excellent. Now, this is a business broadcast, a little more targeted than a general conversation. So from what I understand, you have current oversight of the Economic Crimes Unit and previous works with the Office Economic Crimes Unit, ECU. And that manages things such as bad checks, welfare fraud, retail fraud, failure to return property, including library property. So could you tell us about that? Sure. Back in 2002, my predecessor, Jeff Sauter, you know, saw a need in the state, but especially in Eaton County, which is what we could control. And really what that was is that, you know, crime happens to businesses. But unfortunately, there are only so many officers that work the road. And not all the time, you know, cases such as bad checks were something that officers, you know, felt they had the time to do. So we came up with an idea that would allow us to basically help out businesses and allow them to get their money back. And at the same time, try to keep people out of the criminal justice system. So that initial program we came up with for the Economic Crime Unit was a diversion program for bad checks. And we made it really simple for businesses. Basically, all they had to do is if they did get that bad check, they had to file a letter because there's actually statutes out there that says it's illegal and a crime to write bad checks in Michigan. But businesses have to follow certain rules. So they had to send a letter out to the individual and give them an opportunity to pay that money back. And if they didn't do it in 10 days, really all the business had to do was come to my office, fill out a form, bring me a copy of the bad check, and we'd take it from there. And our goal was to actually get the business's bad check and any bad check fees that they had from the bank back for them. And with that, the way we made the program work is that we were going to take it on a business model. And we were going to charge the individual a fee for actually being a part of the diversion program. And if they did that, then we weren't going to charge the crime and we weren't going to bring it forward and they would be able to go on their ways. And our hope was, is that by them having to spend a little money by being a part of the program, they weren't going to want to be involved in the system. And that's worked, you know, generally 80 to 90% of the time that people don't enter back into our program again. And we've been real successful with it. It's now on its 21st year. We've returned over $9 million back to local businesses and the state because we handle all sorts of things for all of our local businesses, but for the state as well. Excellent. And for our statewide business audience, are there specific cases that you've seen or can speak to that directly pertain to businesses, such as the fraud or property violations? Sure. I mean, there's so many different things that we're seeing out there in businesses. You know, a lot's changed in the 21 years. 
checks are not as something that you know businesses are dealing with on a daily basis anymore. But it's interesting. Maybe your big block stores aren't seeing as many checks, but you still have those small businesses out there. You know, I think of plumbers and electricians and people like that. They're still taking checks, you know, because there's only so many ways that you're going to be able to get paid. And so we're still seeing that, you know, businesses have to pay attention to what they're doing in order to make sure that the money that they're taking in is secured. There's also the issue of, you know, fraud just in general, that they have to pay attention to the individuals that they're dealing with. Most people that businesses are going to deal with are good, honest people. All they want is the product or service, and they're willing to pay you for it. But there are those individuals out there who are making it difficult on businesses. An example that really I see is, you know, some of the big block stores or big box stores having the issues of rental property and the individuals coming in and they're not even from our community, but they're renting a $30,000 piece of equipment that they're supposed to bring back the next day. And shocker, it's not coming back. You know, that's a thing that, you know, makes it hard on police to be able to investigate. So we really rely on our business partners to actually have the information and take the information in that allows them to be able to give it to the police officers and then allow us to prosecute the case. Excellent summary. And to go a little further, how could businesses across Michigan protect themselves against check and welfare fraud diversion, among other crimes? Well, welfare fraud obviously is going to be more of a state aspect. So that's something that, you know, the state is dealing with and if they have their own investigators. So if they come to find out somebody is actually in a sense, ripped off the state, then they're going to investigate that. And in our tri-county area, Clinton, Ingham, and Eaton, it's going to most likely end up in the Economic Crime Unit's office. And we're going to deal with those cases first and try to give the individual the opportunity to pay the state back. That's obviously beneficial because if the state gets their money back, then those citizens you know, that are paying taxes are going to hopefully pay less taxes because of it. For the businesses themselves, I've always said that, you know, you just got to make sure you know what's going on. If you're going to take a check, take the time to get that photo ID from the individual. Look at the photo ID and compare it to the individual who's standing in front of you. Is it the same person? Write down that information. All of that information is going to be important for law enforcement to be able to go back and find that individual and actually try to take care of that case for you. If we don't have that information, it makes it really hard for us to be able to prosecute. At this point, can you share the emphasis that the Eaton County Prosecutor's Office puts on protecting local and state business? Well, you know, financial crimes has been a passion for me. I ran the economic crime unit from 2003 up until I became the elected prosecutor in 2013, and it's still one of my units. And so we're really proud of what we've done. I like to say that Eaton County was progressive before that word was used for more than just insurance. Because we've had that diversion program out there and we've offered the opportunity for people to not enter the criminal justice system. We've always said that we don't want you to go into the criminal justice system, but if you do, we don't want you to come back. At the same point, it's, you know, I go to local businesses just like everybody else. And I want to see a local business, if they start up and they've taken that, you know, that jump off that cliff, I want them to succeed. 
And if there's something that we can do to help to make sure that they have the cash flow in order to be able to do it, then we're going to try to make sure they get that money back so that they can go forward and not have something that, you know, rising debt that because of bad checks is something that causes them to close. Well, Doug, you spoke of that passion. So I guess as we go to wrap up this conversation, what draws you to public service and what drove you to seek reelection? Well, for me, it's twofold. Really, you know, I've lived in this county for over 30 years and, you know, been a part of the community and I want to be safe just like everybody else does. And so for me, that public service is really, you know, making sure that our citizens feel good about living in the county that they're in. And specifically to financial crimes, it's, you know, I've always found that interesting, right? That's, it's not something that's simple. It's paper, it's numbers. And that's something that you have to be able to take all that paper and numbers, and then try to be able to explain it to 12 people who are sitting in a jury box. And as a trial attorney, that was always intriguing to me is how are you going to take all that information and be able to explain it? And so, Financial crimes is something that you really have to be able to explain it to a jury for them to understand it. But if they get it, they're with you all the way. Tremendous. Well, Doug, thank you so much for spending some time with the Michigan Business Beat today. Well, thank you for having me again. It's been a pleasure. Excellent. Once again, Doug Lloyd, Eaton County Prosecutor, Delta Township, Michigan. And just a week ago, he announced for re-election there for that position as their prosecutor in Eaton County. We'll be back with more on the Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network.